Welcome to the 104 Sports Report, hosted by Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, the main source for Oswego sports, a member of the Oswegonian Multimedia Network. Let's get into it. Welcome in to another episode of the 104 Sports Report. We're back here talking about spring sports for Season 6, Episode 9. As always, my name is Brian Burroughs. I'm joined by the one and only Alex Brooks, not Alex Smith, as yeah. I messed up a couple weeks ago. Alex, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm glad you got my name right for once. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's been a busy week. It's been a really busy week. We're uh, kind of getting to the end of the semester right now. I mean, there's yeah. only a couple weeks left. Um, only a couple weeks left of uh, us being on the 104 Sports Report. Not want to maybe put a yeah, little, little teaser little, out little there. Little teaser. I think um, we have our we'll, next. We'll have we have our next uh, next hosts next lined hosts up. lined up, and we'll we'll definitely we get to meet him meet him in a couple weeks. I meet think. him in a couple weeks, yeah. But yeah, Brian, I'm doing good. Uh, let's just get right into it oh. for uh, some some sports. Yeah, some awesome I, you know, sports. I'm I'm excited. It it was a decently good week for Laker sports, and we're gonna hop right in as you take over the Laker rundown this week. Let's do it. All right, let's go. So Oswego baseball, they swept. Fordonia, after a canceled Cobalt Skill series, they were able to do, you know, get back up on the horse, as they say. Um, not really much going on in that Cortland series, as there's, they weren't able to score much runs and just giving up a lot. As we look back at that Cortland series, it was a doubleheader, uh, March 24th, 10-0, 15-4, and whatever, and then Fordonia just being able to score some runs on the board. And then we'll move over to some softball. They lost their double head header versus Hamilton by double mercy rules. And only two runs scored. They were outscored 25-2. to two. Not really good for the softball team. Then we go over to women's lacrosse. They lost their first conference game against Geneseo. Steela Wiley, Julia Quirk, and Shea McConnell all had two goals. But Emily Salinger just getting those in the back of the net, scoring four goals with a 13-8 defeat. Men's lacrosse now. They won against Plattsburgh past Saturday, 16-11 in a back-and-forth game. And Corey O'Connor, have yourself a day, leading the scoring with four goals. They are now 4-2, and they're ready to go. Yeah, good week for some the men's side, I'd say. Not yeah. the women's side, a little tough. I'm not going to dock the women's lacrosse team, though. They're on a really good run. Eight-goal games, really not good. bad. And Geneseo is probably the best team in the conference this year. But as you meant, you, you started off with baseball, our analysis. We'll start off with the baseball team as well. You mentioned the sweep of the Fredonia Blue Devils. They're sit at, baseball team sits at 8-11 and 11 now, 3-3 three and three in con, in the conference. And we head back, we head up to that first game they played. It was a 5-2 victory. The, game, the series itself got pushed to late in the weekend and got taken out of Oswego. Yep. Last weekend, Oswego... Doing a little weather report here. Oswego saw some pretty heavy rain on Saturday, and uh, what I was told was the field was very, very muddy and unfit to play baseball. Yep. So the series itself got moved to Auburn, or the Sunday game got moved to Auburn, and then the the other games of the doubleheaders happened on Mon or on Monday at Monroe Community College. But the Sunday game, a five to two victory for the baseball team, and it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good game, kind of. All the runs came in the fourth inning, a four-run fourth inning. Uh, but Kieran Finnegan getting back into form, a five-inning, five-inning, 
four hits, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. 15 batters faced, struck out eight of them. That's a good day for him. Bullpen came in, couple runs for Larry Strola in uh, in the sixth and seventh. Alec Conrad shut down the eighth and ninth. Good game from them. Yeah, a really good game from them. Just as I mentioned, the Laker rundown, getting back on the horse. And just looking for this baseball team, they got 11 hits off of Ziantara, if I'm pronouncing that right. They got 11 hits and five runs off of Ziantara. So that's a really good day at the plate. And then just being helped by Kieran Finnegan, as you mentioned. I mean, eight strikeouts, 15 batter space. Can't say better than that. And then we go to um, down here to Deshaun Featherstone. He had two hits and an RBI along with Julian Drew with two hits and one RBI. And then you got Anthony Barone with four hits, a four-hit game. I mean, just being yeah, re- really game. good at the plate. Just It seemed like they were able to get you know, back to their brand of baseball. And you look over for the Fredonia side, not really much going. I mean, um, there was a lot of, like, strikeouts. There was a lot of, uh, you know, they got um, one RBI in the sixth and one RBI in the seventh, but really wasn't um, much to do for this Fredonia team. But then we move over to the 12-1 to eight-inning game for Oswego. As you just look here, that it was just an offensive explosion. I mean, yeah. just three in the first, two in the second, three in the third, and then three in the eighth, and just saying, all right, we'll just make this an eight inning game. Why not? And great. made it a 12 1 mercy rule. And man, it was another great game by Featherstone. Really good game by Owen Parliament. Got a two RBIs and a hit. Um, and then uh, Blake Van Dreesen getting a home run. I mean, this team really, really looking nice against this Fredonia team. I know it may be an opponent that they're not really as good in the Suniac, but I mean, a win, a series sweep is a series sweep. It does not matter who you're facing. No, you're absolutely right. It was that you, yeah, you talk about that second game. They they got to Nolan Sipos, uh, the starter for Fredonia. Two and a third innings, six hits, eight runs, walk five. Uh, tough day for him on the bump. Uh, but Anthony Van Fossen for Oswego grabbing the start, four innings, two hits, a run, one walk, struck out six, struck out six, and sixteen batters faced. Uh, so good start from him. The big difference between these two games, not only obviously the scoreline, uh, in that first game, Oswego didn't have an extra base hit. It was small ball, single, 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 just kept getting knocks. And this one, you mentioned it. Uh, four doubles, a triple from Brett Myers, and the home run from Blake Van Dreesen. His only hit of the day uh, was a three-run the three run bomb. Add to that, Colin Williams starting at catcher three-hit three hit day with two RBIs. Really good overall team game. Bullpen came in, no runs from the three relievers, Sean Dertinger, Jonah Shearer, and Nick Cody. And then we move over to that third third and final game, a 12-7 victory. So Fredonia's Bass finally coming alive after three games, uh, but it didn't matter. Oswego took an early lead, three runs in the first inning. Fredonia answered and was tied at three by the third in the third inning. No runs in the fourth, and then Oswego finally Oswego took three runs in the fifth. 
Fredonia, again, quickly answered three runs in the sixth. Yep. But then it was all Oswego. Six of a fourth, another run in the sixth, four runs in the seventh. So that's five unanswered runs. Another run in the eighth, and that's a six unanswered run. Fredonia grabbed one at the top of the ninth, but it didn't matter. Um, I, on the bump, Thomas Peccia, not a bad day. Two and, two and two-thirds innings, seven hits, three runs. Jake Daniluk, in three innings in relief, gave up three runs, six hits. Uh, a 10 strikeout day in total for the for the pitching staff. Uh, good day. I'd, I'd say no home runs for the team. Uh, a couple doubles. So, again, it was kind of small ball, but good day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I was just looking at the box score right here. It was a three-hour and seven-minute game. I mean... Wow, that's a long one. It's a long one for... You know, there's a lot of offense there. I, I mean, almost 20 runs scored, 19, 15 hits from Fredonia. I mean, they played their mind out. I mean, those three errors don't really help no. you out, um, especially having Oswego just really having all that momentum. But, yeah, it was a great series from this Oswego baseball team. And we're going to be looking at the Suniac real quick. Just to look at where baseball or the Oswego baseball team is, and Oswego, they're three and three in conference overall. They're eight and eleven, but they're in fourth right now in in the conference. You have Fredonia, who's zero and three. Obviously, they just took those three losses. So, I mean, Oswego coming into that series, they were zero and three. They needed some. They needed a spark, and they needed yeah. to. And having Fredonia just basically beating up on them, that's that was their perfect spark. And now they're facing, um, or now they're looking up to the teams of Brockport, Cortland, and Oneana. I mean, we already knew Cortland. Cortland blew the doors off of Oswego yeah. when uh, Oswego traveled to uh, SUNY Cortland. And then you have Brockport, who is 6 and 0. They're 14 and 7 overall. And then you got 16 and 7. Then you got Oneana at 17 and 4. I mean, it's just, it's a tough hill to climb. And I didn't even mention Cortland's on an 11 game winning streak. 11 yeah. game winning streak. I mean, that's just really insane but like you know these these teams if Oswego needs to Oswego needs to take a reset and they need to go from here they need to start dominating opponents yeah and I just just continue to talk about the the conference as a whole it's a pretty polarizing conference you got the three teams above Oswego all undefeated Oneonta the only team not to play two series yet at 3-0 but Corlin Brockport haven't lost a game yet in two series New Paltz Plattsburgh haven't won a game yet in two series with Fredonia being the one squad to only play one series on the losing side. They're 0-3. And then Oswego, the only team in the conference who has both a win and a loss in the conference standings. Right. Just interesting to look at, see how that continues to play out for the rest of the season. Obviously, as the teams, the good teams start to play each other and how things shake out, I highly doubt every single series in the conference this year will end in a sweep of one, from, of right. one side. Exactly. And then just moving over to the team stats real quick. Um, Julian Drew having a good start to his year, 319 batting average, six doubles, 11 RBIs, uh, and then Owen Parliament, the Division One transfer from Binghamton, 304 with five R five du- or five doubles, three home runs, 16 RBIs. He's really the leader of this team. Not surprised any there, uh, as he is a Division One transfer. And I was actually just doing a little research because I was bored earlier. Um, and Owen Parliament has actually. Is, his transfer to Oswego was his second transfer in his collegiate career. Yeah. His, his freshman year was at Wofford University as a pitcher. He mm-hmm. was a relief pitcher at Wofford. 
Uh, didn't get a lot of playing time there, so transferred to Binghamton, a little, little lower um, level Division One team. There's right. also a pitcher there that we got some more time at at the plate as well. Finally transferring this year to Oswego, and it's actually interesting. He hasn't pitched at all for Oswego yet this year, to my knowledge. I ha- I, I didn't see him under the under the stats. He's really so he went from a Division One pitcher to a Division Three hitter. But I mean, anybody who plays at Division One level is good at everything. Yeah. No surprise, he's hitting <laughs> no three o- hitting three o four with a nine eighty three OPS right now. Yeah, and I mean, him and Julian Drew have just been leading this team along with Featherstone. Featherstone has been yeah, coming up in the box score. I mean, he's been he's been at a two ninety average, third in average on the team. I mean, he's been he's been really coming up for this Lakers team. But we look at uh, the games coming up. We got a three game series against New Paltz this weekend. It's going to be at New Paltz, and then it's just they're just going to keep going. Uh, they're not going to come home until. Uh, Saturday, April 15th, so not until next Saturday. So they're going to be away from this weekend. Then they go away Wednesday. Then they go away on Friday, and then they come back home against St. John Fisher. So an away home series for um, this Oswego Lakers team. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can, you know, take care of New Paltz. New Paltz right now 0-6 in the in the conference, not really making much noise, not really making um, standing out as one of the bigger teams in the SUNYAC. So, you know, maybe you can get a little bit more of a leg up going into the game against Rochester, a game against non-conference opponents where you can, you know, take the pressure out of the SUNYAC off and face off against teams that you don't normally see. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, if they, if they can take care of business at New Paltz and they get back into the non-conference play, which has really been the kind of thing that's hurting them this year, I mean, yeah. Uh, non, it's been a, it was a rough non-conference slate for them. U of R and St. John Fisher uh, for three straight games. A little, a little Rochester swing in their schedule. Uh, it could go well for them if they're coming off six straight wins, two back-to-back series sweeps, or five or five wins in six games heading to Rochester. It could go pretty well. I mean, U of R is a good squad, but I mean, this Oswego baseball team is coached well. And they're they are a good team. Scott Landers does, has a good has done a great job with this squad last year. He's, I mean, he, he, I know he's he'll turn things around with this with this team this year. And I, I mean, if they take any of if they take the U of R game or this uh, take the series versus St. John Fisher, that'll be a real good confidence boost for them as well. Yeah. So that'll be something to look out for. Uh, the St. John Fisher games will happen uh, after our next episode, so you'll get a bit. Bigger preview of those then. U of R, though, will happen uh, before our next episode. Yep. So we'll be able to review We'll be that. able to review that, recap it. Hopefully it goes well, and we'll have some positive news to spread with all of our listeners. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to move over to the other side of the diamond. Now we have some softball. And, Brian, if the season, season – we thought the season couldn't get any worse, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Um, they've lost three straight now. They are 3-11-1. They just lost a doubleheader at home where they got outscored 25-2 to in these two games against Hamilton. And even before that, they lost 15-8. to Like, it's just been pretty much any team that's faced Oswego this year, the pitching has not helped them at all. Not helped them at all. And... It's kind of it's it's kind of a little shocking because you know you have you know Fiona Higgins you have all these other players who are who we thought were going to step up this year and then you're seeing from the first two games of the season three one against Emmanuel College 
8-7 against New England College, 2-0. All right, let's go. They've only won one game since then, and that was in March, and that was March 11th. So they only won one game in almost a month. So that is not something that you want to see for the Oswego softball team. It's kind of just like they're 0-3 at home. you got to take advantage at home and then 2-8 and eight in neutral. I mean, they have a better away record than any of their records right now. So that's one bright spot that you can say from them. But, you know, lost 10 of their last 12 games. It's just, it's been very, very tough for this Oswego softball team. You know, there's not, there's not a lot you can say from this that you can kind of, like, for these next couple games, like, you know, there's not really much encouragement that you can go on. You know, you have Plattsburgh away, and then you got Potsdam away going up to the North Country, as we mentioned in our last episode. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it, it it's going to get tough. It's going to keep getting tough. Yeah, it's, it's not a good look um, for them. It... It's yeah. It. I mean, I don't really know how much. What else to say? That it. It, it really. It's not a great look that they only put up two runs and were completely demolished yep. by this. Uh, um, the the Hamilton squad. Excuse me. And I. I would say that the only silver lining is that Hamilton is having a good season. They're fourteen and ten overall. Um, but. I mean, they're four. They've split games in their conference. They play in the Nice, the, the NESCAC, which is a, a decent conference. I'm pretty sure, uh, but it's tough. It's I, I don't want to. I don't want to dig into it. It's, it's uh, no. There's yeah. not a lot to take from this. You try to find the silver linings where you can, and I am gonna do that because I'm gonna I'm gonna spotlight one player that is Madison Finney, who is having a good season so far. Yep. For this squad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a, a, a shout out here. Uh, one of one of the bright spots of this squad so far: 351 batting average, uh, 13 hits and 37 at bats, scored eight runs, five doubles, a home run, driven in three, walked three times, only struck out struck out twice. Uh, so a good start to her season, despite the team struggles. So it's uh, we'll give a shout out to the sophomore from Baldwinsville, New York. Uh, Probably the team's primary catcher, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, twelve starts for her. Twelve games so far for her out of the fifteen played, and pretty good stat line so far. Uh, and I think we're gonna move swiftly on from the softball team because I, I just yeah we we dug into them last week. I don't want to keep digging this. Week. Yeah, and one thing to just say about the batting. I mean, it, you see, you mentioned Madison Finney at three fifty one. I mean. You're looking at the batting averages for this team. I mean, Samantha Morgan at 310, Finney, as you mentioned, 351, uh, Kanya at 366, Hoflich at 400. I mean, it is, you know, the batting has been just all you can ask for. I mean, 20 hits and 50 at bats. I mean, you know, you're riding a 400 uh, batting average, and you're just looking at all these um, stats right here. I mean, they're doing the best they can when. You know, they know that their pitching is not really doing much right now. So we'll have to see if their pitching can, you know, get back to where we think they can be with, you know, Fiona Higgins and company just continuing to be, you know, a, a dominant force as they have in the past years. But, yeah, let's move over to um, some women's lacrosse. But before we do, for the latest on campus news, Oswego Sports Takes, and the latest information on the Oswego State hockey teams, 
Head over to the Ostrogonian Multimedia Department. Each week, the group releases more podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. For more information, head to the Ostrogonian Podcast page on the Ostrogonian website or the Twitter page. So, moving over to the turf, the Laker turf, the women's lax team went on the road this week to take on the Geneseo Knights, and it was, unfortunately, their first conference loss of the year. A 13-8 loss. The Geneseo Turf Knights. The Geneseo <laughs> Turf Knights, yes, as we are going to dub them, because the hockey, the men's hockey team is the Ice Knights. So they are now the Turf Knights. Um, doesn't have a nice, doesn't have the same ring. No, no, it does not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, this team is rolling, or they were rolling. Anyway, I, I don't think an eight-goal loss, as I said earlier, no. is that bad. Um, you're not going to win every game. I, I, that's that's about what I'm gonna put it up to. You're not. You're just not gonna win every game. Uh, they 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 did their best. Uh, again, a second half team. They put themselves in a deficit early. Uh, they were down six to two at halftime, and they scored six goals in the second half. Unfortunately, they were outscored. As the, now the Knights had seven in the second half. Uh, but again, the team game. Wiley, as you you said earlier, Wiley McConnell work all two goals. Wiley grabbing an assist as well, um, but I know the night it was the Knights. It was uh, you said her name, Emily. Emily. Emily uh, wow, Emily Salinger's four goal game for them, and it added that Megan she Cook three dominated. Yeah, and then Emily Cook's three goal one assist as well. Yeah, uh, two four point performances is a good team game. Also, Molly Brown a three assist game goal three assist game for them. So four four point performers for the Turf Knights. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not going to win every game. That's that's about what I'm going to put it up to. Sarah Kamide, still, 11 saves in the game. 13 goals, 11 saves. So just under 50% on the day. Yep. Uh, Maggie, I'm going to try to say this right, Rossacci, uh, 8 goals allowed, 9 saves. So a pretty not a pretty good day for her. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm going to keep it bright because this team's playing really well this year. And they, ha- they have... Uh, Pots then coming up who are not nearly as good as the Knights. Yeah, no. And, I mean, it doesn't help your morale for Oswego when it's going into the, um, going into halftime down 6-2. to two. No. Uh, it's not. Um, and then just Geneseo coming back and scoring two goals to start the second half. But something to take, off, uh, take into the next game for Oswego is that you know, they scored four goals in the first three quarters, and then they scored four goals in the fourth quarter alone. I mean, yeah. that's something, you know, it, it, obviously it's probably more Geneseo just knowing that they're going to win this game, but also, you know, scoring four goals, you can take that into the next game, as you mentioned against Potsdam. I mean, you got to make sure that you rely on Wiley, McConnell, Julia Quirk now. I mean, you got to rely on these, uh, rely on these uh, players to just keep, keep going and keep uh, being a dominant force for them. Because I mean, we mentioned it coming into this season. We, you know, you got Cela Wiley, you got Madison Davis, you got Shea McConnell, you got Julia Quirk. I mean, uh, Isabel Lembo. I didn't even mention her. Like, you, you, you got that big five, yeah. big five, big, big six to really be really good goal scorers. And then you. Mentioned Sarah Kamai, just um, 
being you know the goaltender that you need. Someone who I mean we mentioned against Fredonia in that last episode. They scored nineteen to two. I mean that's just a really yeah. good game. Really good game from. Uh, Sarah Kamide and the Oswego uh, lacrosse team. But yeah, going into these next games, Potsdam on Friday. Potsdam is 0-4. So that is something that you can take advantage of. Uh, yeah, 100%. And then you got Brockport is 2-1. I mean, it's 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 just keep keep up the success that you've had in these past uh, couple games against Suniacs, New Paltz, and Fredonia. Yeah, I mean, Sarah Kamide has or Kamide Kamide I should probably know this. Um, uh, is has been is the best goalkeeper in the Suniac this year. Yep. Um, the only thing she's not top five. Or the only thing she's not top five. Never mind. She she's full. Let's put it this way. She's number one in save percentage at fifty two point three percent. There's only two goalkeepers, and that's Geneseo's Rosaschi at fifty percent. They're the only two above fifty percent in the entire conference. Yep. Sarah Kamides has allowed fifty three goals against. That's it. Uh, best number one in the conference by five, uh, and then goals against average six five seven is a whole one goal under Cortland's Morgan. Yep, she is the best goalkeeper in the Suniac this year, and I'm, I'm going to add to that her defense is playing really well around her because her not being top five in saves means that they're not they're not allowing shots against her. So this is really the first time that she's had a like tr- like her first like kind of bad game, and it still mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. Um. So, really good. Like, like, I'm not, like, at L worried about this team. And then, yeah, we said it, Potsdam. Coming up, they're 0-4. Um, so, this should just be kind of a return to form for them, hopefully. They play tomorrow, Friday, uh, April 7th, 3, 3 o'clock game in Potsdam. And it, it should just be a return to form. Hopefully, you're going to see them scoring over 10 goals again, allowing less than allowing – Less than what five? Yeah. Is what they had done the previous two games before Geneseo, um, and then Brockport on the midweek Wednesday, April twelfth game. They also have a good goalie. Just looking through the stats, uh, Parsons, Hannah Parsons is the second uh, leader in the conference in goals against at fifty eight, just behind Kamide, uh, but she isn't top. Oh, and us uh, in third in save percentage. So it's going to be a, another goalie battle, hopefully. Yep. Uh, well, hopefully not. I want to see us score some goals. But this team is really good. Yeah. This team is really good, and I'm not at all uh, down about one loss. Right. No. No, we shouldn't be. And then um, just on the offensive side, I know we talk about Sila Wiley a lot, but, you know, she deserves it. I mean, uh, yeah. you see that she's fifth in uh, goals at 28, top three in assists, top three in points, and then she leads in shots. I mean... You know, she is dominating every offensive category in the Suniac. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's only a couple players uh, above them in goals. It's uh, Woods at 40, and then uh, Brown from Geneseo at 19 for assist, and then Woods again from Fredonia with 52, and then Cela Wiley owns the shots uh, shots category. So, I mean, C- you know, Cela Wiley has just been really doing – a lot in her senior year and really um, leading this team and really being a nice, um, like a senior captain to this yes. Oswego lacrosse team. And I feel like they can do big things coming up in uh, the next couple games. But yeah, we'll move over to some men's lacrosse now as um, 
This game was very familiar to us because we were working that for WTOP 10. Yes, sir. Um, when we were working for our class for Professor Cleland, we were working that lacrosse game I was producing, and Brian was studio director. And, you know, we, we saw um, we saw a lot of goals from that game. Um, yeah, 16 to 11. 16 to 11, that's a, that's a lot of goals. Um, it was two hours exactly, the time was. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That actually. is kind of crazy, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're seeing go. I mean, what a game by Corey O'Connor. I mean, four goals. And then just and two assists, two assists. Broadman with three goals, and then you got Liam, Liam Sexton. I mean, Jesus, like he he had a great game as well. I mean, three goals, and it it, it was just an overall dominant offensive performance by the Oswego Lacrosse team. Yeah, no, I ex- excellent excellent game from them. Um, they really are kind of a really well rounded team. Uh, we get you look at the stats; they're. Three players all the same. Broadman eleven goals this year. Corey O'Connor's got ten. Gavin Elson's got ten. Um, they're like they all. Those are the three kind of leaders of the squad. And when two of them play well, this team just as a whole plays well. Not only that, uh, Aiden Kenyon is, is having a good year in uh, between the sticks with an over fifty percent save percentage. Save percentage goals against average not not as good at least as Sarkomides right. uh, comparing the two <laughs> the two of them together. But uh, besides the point, this team—they're—they're uh, they're not a bad team. It's really Andrew Daly has done really well so far with the squad, two and zero in the conference, four and two overall, um, and they have Oniata coming up, who is the two and zero, the top of the conference so far. Um, they have a very good defense. They've only allowed twelve goals in the two games so far compared to Las Vegas nineteen. They've scored the same amount, same amount of goals, twenty-five each in those two games. Um, and they have won five straight games. So, they're rolling. They're pretty good. Uh, this is, I think, Oswego's probably first real test yep. of the season, and we could see it kind of going the similar way as the women's across team where they take a closer loss. Um, but, like I said before, I'm not going to get down about a loss like this. These two, these two teams are... Um, as a whole, like in the history, very close. There's like 23 to 20 uh, Oneonta in, this, in the uh, series uh, as a whole. They're like split 5-5 in the last 10. Um, so these two squads are very evenly matched in their history. We'll see how things play out um, on Saturday afternoon, like your turf, 1 o'clock if you want to go, or you can turn into WTOP 10 and see us. I'll be the producer for that one. You can see my uh, my beautiful work that there I'm going to put them putting into this as you, as you hopefully got to see Alex's last week. Yeah. Um, if not, you can always go back. We're going to, um, you know, we're just going to go WTOP 10 today uh, yep. because you can go back and watch that game on the WTOP 10 YouTube. It is always up. All games go up live or go up there to rewatch after the fact. Um, but anyways, I digress. Should be a good game, hopefully. That's what I'll, I'm hoping for a good game, hoping for a win. Um, and hope, hoping for a good one from O'Connor and Elston. Yeah, um, you said it best. I mean, this is a rivalry game uh, yeah. for Oswego uh, and Oneana. I mean, uh, 20 wins, 23 losses for Oswego. I mean, that, that's as even as you can get right now. Um, Pretty much, yeah. They... You're just, I'm just looking at the history. Um, 
from <laughs> in 10 years. They didn't they didn't win a game against Oneana back in 1998 to 2008. They didn't win in 10 years. 13 game losing streak. And then they broke that. And then um, one of the one of the highlights from Oswego uh, Oneana rivalry was a triple overtime game, nine to eight, back in April of 2016. I mean, jeez, yeah. triple overtime. That that's that is something. Let's, that let's, you, I'm gonna hope not for that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be there for uh, till nine o'clock at night. But um, right, jeez. Yeah, so men's lacrosse two and zero. Um, facing off against Oneana, and then that's their second-to-last home game. They only have one more against Geneseo, and then it's on the road again. On the road again. Yep. Uh, for this Oswego for this, uh, lacrosse team, and then if they end up dominating, maybe we'll see one in the Suniac playoffs, but we're not going to talk about that yet because... That is a while to go. Yeah, but getting a little, get, let me be getting a little ahead of ourselves. Get a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah, let's go to. Uh, I don't know, Brian. I know we're in Murano right now. Someone's turned the heat up. Someone has turned the heat up because it is the Laker Oven, the second edition of Laker Oven for spring sports. Um, we're gonna start off with you, Brian, as your <laughs> Laker Oven didn't even last. A week. A week. Yeah, I, what I literally what I put in our uh, in our, our rundown document here is just a lot of L's. Yep. That's just I I I said last week that the women's lacrosse team was going to win their next four games. I think I also added in there that it was going to be like ten goals each game from them. And not only did they lose, they didn't put up ten goals. So not even close. Uh, I mean, if they want to come back and win their next three by ten goals, uh, I will take it because then my that hot take's pretty good. But um, yeah, this is kind of a fat L for me on that one. Uh, yours is doing pretty good though. Yeah, um, I said they're gonna win the last three home games, so that's one that's the game. Men's lacrosse. Yeah, team, the by men's the way. lacrosse team. Yes, the men's lacrosse team. They'll win their last three home games. So one game, check. And then uh, they'll have a four and one home record, and they'll be three and one in their final away game. So that is uh, that that's still that's still up there. Three things: they'll win their last three home games, they'll have a four and one home record, and three and one their final away game. So, whoo, it could be uh, it could be interesting going down. I mean, you know, Oneana, tough team. I'm I'm expecting. Uh, Expecting nothing but a big rivalry game for both of them, and we could see that both of ours be scraped after the Oneana game. But you know, I'm not trying to get not trying to get bad on this men's lacrosse team. I believe that they'll be able to eke it out against Oneana, and then I mean, they'll as I'm mentioning. I mean, if they're gonna win their last home games and then only take one loss, that's let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. So they'll win five games, so that'll be nine and three overall. Yeah, it'd be a, that'd be a good record for me. A really good record. I'd, I'd really like to see that. A good, a good, nice little playoff push there from them. Um, so as we reviewed the last week's ones, uh, as Alex is still alive, he is not going to give a new one nope, just so we don't not yet. pile up too many at the same time. Where I need a new one, I have a new one. Got a new hot take for y'all. Uh, I'm going to the baseball team this time. All right. I'm going to hopefully ride the hot hand with them taking the sweep, and they're going to go into the new politics this week, and they're going to take 
two of the at least at least two of three versus New Paltz. I'll, right. I'll take two wins, like a season, a series win or a uh, or a sweep. Yep. And then not only that, where they have the Rochester swing starting in the midweek, they're gonna take at least two out of three of those games. They're gonna go. They're gonna take at least four of their next six games, um, and split with the. They got three teams coming up: New Paltz, two at least two of three. And at least two of three between U of R and um, St. John Fisher. Yep. So that's the hot take. When we reconvene next week, we'll see how that's standing. Hopefully I don't need to put out a new hot take <laughs> and I'm, I still can be riding that one. Yeah. I mean, we're hoping that both of our hot takes are still alive. Yes. And um, I'm hoping that they can just pull one against Oneana. Hopefully. Hopefully for this men's lacrosse team. Come on. O'Connor, Elston. Andrew Daly, get it done. But that's going to do it for episode nine of the 104 Sports Report. Uh, Brian Burrows, I'm Alex Brooks. We will see you next week for some more spring sports coverage. See ya.